What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Benner and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. I appreciate you guys tuning in. What's going on, Adam? How are you? Uh, it's good, man. Just another day following football news, doing some drafts and following baseball. So, yeah, just moving along as we get a little bit closer to the season. Although we're still, well, still got like four weeks to go, but, you know, we got some drafts coming up. Right? There's like a month. This, you know, it's so weird. There's like a month left before the regular season starts. And then, you know, I've got like a, a week vacation right in the middle of all of that. Um, it just seems like, the you know, we, we keep I don't know if it's because we just keep covering football earlier and earlier or if it just seems like the days are moving slowly because I feel like we should be starting the fucking season next week. Yeah, right. So this way you can stop dealing with these injuries. Yeah. Well, the injuries, I mean, you know, I mean, it's always to be expected. Why? Did something new happen today that? uh, No, it's just, I mean, Dak's going for for a follow-up MRI on Monday. So, you know, you're holding your breath there. Rashad Bateman went down. Not that he's a big guy. Darren Waller hasn't been practicing. We have no idea why. You know, just things like that. Did you um did you catch hard knocks and and hear not. about so, Dax? No, don't uh, tell me anything. Don't tell me. I'm gonna probably watch it. Am I gonna watch it tonight? Hmm, damn, I don't get off till two a.m. Oh, I can't um, give you. I can't do a spoiler thing no, for you. No, I've stayed away. I haven't seen anything. No, don't tell me. Hmm. All right. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. All right. Because you know what I know. I don't care. Don't tell me anything. You don't care. Well, if you don't care, then what's the big deal if no, I I'm saying something? Don't tell me anything. Can I just watch it without? I wouldn't do this to you, man. Oh, you wouldn't? Are you no, sure I about that? If you told me I didn't see this and I don't want to know, I wouldn't say anything. Who is it? Someone I was talking to. Oh, nah. It was uh, this my friend. I was like, "Have you seen Power uh, Raising Kenny yet?" He's like, "No, don't tell me." And I didn't. I'm not gonna spoil it for him. I'm not like that. Okay. All right. If you swear that you wouldn't do it to me, then I won't do it to you. By the way, I watched the first four episodes of Ted Lasso. I don't find it funny yet. Am I missing something or does it get funnier? I think it's a fantastic show. What what part are you? Well, I mean, we don't want to spoil it yeah. for those who I mean, want to. Like four episodes, maybe five. I just I don't know, because I guess people spoke so highly of it. Maybe I had higher expectations. Like, it's OK, but like, I don't find it real funny. Hmm. You do the first four episodes you found funny. Well, you know, I thought the pilot, you know, the pilot episode to to get it started was more about character development than anything else. Right. <laughs> and you needed to learn about everybody before you kind of jump in. Pilots are always typically like that, where it's like, okay, now I know who the characters are. You got to show me a little something in there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, um, as the as these characters develop you know, a little further in, oh, just give it a shot. Just keep watching. Tell me what you think when you get to the end of the first season. And then okay. we'll, we'll assess from there because it's, it's tough to gauge. I, you know, I just saw it, but I binged the whole thing. So I couldn't tell you where you're at on, uh, on season four here uh, or episode four, like where you are at in the, in the storylines. So, all right. All right. Okay. Do you know how many episodes of fan season one? You don't need to look it up. Just curious. 12. 10 or 12, 10 or 12 okay. I think. All right. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm sorry that you uh that you didn't enjoy it. No, I'd say it's cool, but I just 
I'm just, there's not like many times where I was like laughing or, and everyone, everyone speaks highly of it. Uh, everyone recommends it. And again, I'm just like, again, maybe because that happens when everyone says something, maybe your expectations get too high, but I didn't, I don't find it hilarious yet. Like, yeah, there's some good stuff, but I don't like feel like, well, oh, you know yeah, what? I wouldn't so say there's anything that's like hilarious about it. It's just a really well-written show. It's just, it's entertaining. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. hilarity, you know, the definition of hilarious is so funny that you go insane. Yeah, like in Practical Jokers, to me, it's hilarious. Well, yeah, again, all right, so you, you're you're more of a, of a slapstick physical comedy type guy. Well, I'm more, well, because, well, I, obviously shows are different, but like Curb Your Enthusiasm, I love that show. Because, again, I just, it's... I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I'm saying. You like her you, you love watching people in awkward situations because I, it's yeah, not you. I guess you're right. If you if you look at the parallels between Impractical and Curve, yeah, that's true. I do. Okay, good point. You you get off on people's uncomfortableness. Hmm. Never thought of that. I guess I do. I just oh, like I like messing. Lay down on the couch, please, Mister Ronis. Let me. I like messing with people. Yeah. I like messing with people in like real situations because a lot of curb is improvised. They have a general premise of what they're going to do. And you could see sometimes if you look closely, you could see Larry trying not to laugh and Richard Lewis and those guys like you could see it. And um, uh, what's his name? Garland. Yeah, you could see it. Like if you look closely, um, I'm sure they have to redo some stuff. And then other times like, you know what? It's natural. Just leave it. But you could see them like really trying to laugh or hold back. So, yeah, I, and, and impractical is usually lat real life you know, messing with people and, you know, so yeah, I guess I like that stuff, but you know, there's other comedies I like too. And I love stand up comedy. So, um, I don't know. I, like I said, it's too early to judge because people would say the same shit. Breaking bad is so slow. It's not good. Yeah. The first few episodes kind of are, but like you said, you're kind of establishing everything, but that show gets way better. So you do have to stick with it. And I'm that type of person. Unfortunately, sometimes if I start a show, I watch it to the end. Walking Dead has turned into absolute fucking garbage the last couple of seasons. And I will fucking watch this season when it comes out. Just because <laughs> I started it. I'm that type of person. Like, I'm going to go to the end. Gosh. I'm not going to do that in a relationship. I'm going to bail out quick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm bored. I'm out. Uh, yeah. But shows, once I'm invested, I usually finish. It's hard for me to get out and some people are like yeah it sucked i'm not watching anymore i'm not like this like i gotta see you to the end mm. nope i am uh i'm perfectly fine pulling the ripcord on shows like if i'm just if, if i'm not really enjoying it I, and you know it's, it's like a good test for me because my wife and i you know we're like you know when i get done with all the pods and everything like that all i really want to do is just fucking chill and not talk right i mean yeah you know, make a living out of just yammering on incessantly so i like to be quiet and so that's just you know what are we gonna do we're gonna watch some tv and uh and so we go through so many shows and i'm just like you know like if i find myself like all of a sudden now i'm like i'm looking on my phone a little bit more maybe uh maybe i'm playing a little candy crush i'm you know checking fish set lists whatever if i'm like doing that during a show then i know that my interest is waning and uh, and then I'll then I'll just kind of like I'll lose interest. And then my wife will say, you know, are you are you not enjoying this show anymore? And I'll be like, yeah, not so much. She's like, all right, I'll finish it on my own. then. I'm OK, okay. with that. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like if I watch the first few episodes, I don't like it. I'll bail. But once I'm in for like a couple seasons, 
I finish it to the end, man. Well, you know, and, and but see, like, what's the point of that? Like, what's the point of that? Like, I mean, if, if Walking Dead has been so bad for the last couple of seasons, like, why are well, you putting yourself through it? It's I don't know, man. I just kind of want to see what happens. I would say there's been some good like it got to a point. All right. Now it's getting better. But overall, I'd say it's fallen off. I don't know. They've obviously had some characters leave the show. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. We'll see. You know what? It's I don't really. Oh, it's coming up soon. And then you got football. You know what? I might bail because I have the power book Raising Canaan show. I love that. So that is in, I think there's been four episodes so far. So that's going to go into September, October. Billions comes back September 5th. So that's the show. And then I got football. So, you know, those shows, I'll probably watch it at like two in the morning after we finish podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I, I just couldn't do it. I mean, bailing is, is easy for that. Like, it's just like, that's why there's so much shit on TV anyway. It's like, like I would, yeah, I wouldn't even miss it. I wouldn't miss it at all. I would, you know, I'd, 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 I'll bail on TV shows. I won't bail on my fantasy teams as bad as they get. Yeah, no, same way here. That's something I can't do. Did you see that I passed you in the overall in uh, TGFBI? Um, you did, but then I moved past you. I don't know where it is at this moment, but I know as of last night you didn't. What are you talking yeah. about? I totally did. You did, and then dip behind me. Uh, let me see where it is right now. You're ahead of me. Two spots. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, but 14. no. That, there was 16. a point. There was a point last night. You dropped below me. I was up to 14, and I think you were at 18. Mm. I have, dude. But I've been getting screwed. I got a zero out of Cole last week, and Trevor Rogers, and then this week I had to make a decision. And I said, do I go with Garrett Cole and hope he comes back? Anthony DiScofani and hope he comes back or Chris Flexen against the Blue Jays, which scared the shit out of me. I have Ranger Suarez, but the dude doesn't has not gone five innings yet because they're still stretching him. So I rolled the dice with Cole and I don't even know if Cole's going to pitch this weekend. And then today they said DiScofani is going to come back and pitch against Colorado. So um, and Trevor Rogers, is he even going to fucking pitch? Um, I don't know if Trevor Rogers, dude, I listen, I'm dealing with, yeah, you got Trevor Rogers. I don't know. I mean, is Trevor Bauer ever coming back? Would you cut Trevor Bauer? Oh, it's getting close to the point where I might, man, because it doesn't look good, but I, I really don't know. Um, someone cut Jacob deGrom in my main event this past weekend. Uh, that was the next name I was going to ask you. Would you cut Jacob deGrom? Again, if you need, look at this point, you kind of need the rock. If you need it, like I'm getting to that point where like, I, I stripling. I had stripling yesterday. He was pitching well. Two innings gone. So I'm full. I'm my pitching is you know with stripling, Cole, Trevor Rogers. I picked up Lois Siga. He's not fucking closing. Disclafani, Eflin. So yeah, my pitching is. I mean, I'm hung in there, but my pitching is. Uh, you know, you start to lose these starts. You your strikeouts go down. Remember, this is overall contest, so that's a big problem, man. Like your strikeouts start to go lower. You don't get as many wins. Um, are you first in your league? Because I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm second in my league. Me too, man. I'm three points out of first. The guy in first is eighth overall. I'm four points out of first. And the guy is, I think he's like only, he's like 12th in the overall here. Let me. Uh, yeah, so we're both got a, you know, tough opponent ahead of us. Yeah, four points. Yeah, I'm, I'm just four points behind him. I was literally just looking through the uh, the the standings being like, where can I pass this fucking guy? How much fab you have left? None. Really? Well, you think I have zero. Any. What do you got? 
Um, I don't know. Let me go to transactions, free agents. I got, I got 240. Oh, yeah. No, I'm at zero. Look at me. Really? Yep. So you can't make any moves the rest of the way? No. Oh, shit. Well, forget about you. <laughs> forget that discussion. <laughs> You're keeping them. Who? They got, uh, oh, you're talking about a different league for DeGrom and Bauer? Yeah, I don't have, yeah, I've got them in a, in a different league. I don't have either one. I, thought you were I have either one of them in, in this league. I was just bringing it up because, because <laughs> I saw it passed in the overall and that made me smile. Okay. Look at you talking shit. Hey, you know, what, what else am I going to do? What else am I gonna do? Uh, you know. Second, hold on. Wait a second. Is All right, this... I'm holding. What do you What do you got Wait, for okay. me? Talk to me. What's up? Um, as, we, as you were talking, I am 14th and you're 15th, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck now, out of here. Now, man. Uh, refresh, bitch. Refresh. That didn't happen. Yes, it did. That didn't happen. Refresh. Oh, ball sniffers. What yeah. happened? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, your team's like a bunch of turd burglars, dude. Fantasy alarm! Look at that. You got two guys in top fifteen right now. Let me not jinx it, and we fall like to fiftieth by the end of the year. But nah, um, I got two key two stop today. Um, four scoreless innings, five Ks. Um, you know, my bats really ain't doing much. Quiet day. Yeah, two sixty, no homers, three RBIs. Yeah, my bats are quiet today. So, I guess the pitching. Listen, I only I had one goal in TGFBI this year, and it's only one goal. And it wasn't even to win the whole thing. I just wanted to make sure that I beat Joe Pisapia. Oh, really? You have a rivalry with him? No, dude. I just remember before the season started, somebody started calling him out for oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for not competing. Do you know what place Joe Pisapia oh, is? Should in I right just now? look? <laughs> He's fourth from the bottom. I was hanging out with Joe this weekend, man. Did you say something to him about it? No, I didn't even think it was a football draft, so I didn't even think to uh, to bring it up. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well, I don't want to say too much about it because Joe Galina is like you know sitting there at four twenty seven. Colby Conway's at four twenty four. Come on, like, guys. You and I need to bring up the fucking average here. Ray Coon at four seventeen. What the fuck is wrong with the fantasy alarm crew? Andrew Dewhurst at 402. Man, they need to. He's a hockey Greg, guy. Greg Jew at 53. Good. For, see, there you go. That's that's our that's one of our top baseball guys. That's what I want to see. Well, that's why we do the fucking rankings. That is true. That is true. I love it. Yeah, I finished top 10. The first year I played. And then if you remember the first year, what they did is all the winners of the division were in one league the next year. So and that was brutal. And um, yeah, I, kinda, I didn't have a great year that year. Um, I remember drafting Jose Peraza like in round five. Yeah, that didn't work out. Oh. <laughs> uh, some of those things you don't forget. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, Peraza, yeah. dude. Let's all right. So you've been playing for well, you know, easily twenty years, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you do you ever like go back? Fenstie and I, Justin Fensterman from Alarm After Hours, we we'll go back and we'll just start naming guys like random fantasy dudes that like whatever that we were high on or burned us or you know whatever. And you just said Jose Peraza, which immediately made me think of. Do you remember Felipe Lopez? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. He was supposed to be the be-all, end-all of shortstops. He was going to be another power-speed combo. That dude was shit. Yeah, look, it's happened to all of us, man. You play this game long enough, you're going to be on a player that just burns you. So, um, yeah, I'm looking. You know, we talk about going back and looking at your draft and how many players you have left. Uh, I see a lot of players that are not on my roster. Actually, you know, this is the key. You know, same thing's going to be in football, although it's a little bit different, but like Otani in round 15, bro. Uh, Posey in 18. McGee in 19. Uh, Trevor Rogers round 24. You know, uh, I had him. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go back to my draft board. I'm going to look at my draft board here, see D, what I got. D. Sclafani in round 29. That has been a home run pick. And thank goodness oh, I didn't yeah, drop for him. Sure. And I had Avisail Garcia in round 27 and I dropped him. He's had a good year, man. I have him in Tout Wars. He's had a good year. All right. Uh here you go. Jazz Chisholm in round 27. Yeah, great pick. Um, Jordan Romano in 23. Mm-hmm. Ty France in 21. Hey, you know, I said this pre-draft season, J.D. Martinez was a fucking joke where he was going. I got him in this in round seven. This is a 15 team league, like round seven. Oh, yeah. like round seven in mine, too. Yeah, dude. it was like, come on, guys. What, what are you doing? And I know he's tailed off, but it doesn't matter. He's already returned a profit and got in the outfield. Kirby Yates is my closer in round nine. That's that is what's going to prevent me from shooting up more because closers have been a problem. Yates in, in round nine and then McGee. In round 19, and that's the guy that I loved as a second closer in a 15-team league. Um, and I have not been able to fill that second spot and save. So that's really what's held me down from really catapulting into the top 10. It's always something for me. I'm either really good in saves near the top, like my home league, the most saves, or I'm struggling. Again, top wars, I have a nice lead. Saves is one of my worst categories. Let me see here. I'm like... Yeah, first and win, second home run, second in RBI, saves three points. ERA oh, yes, yeah, I don't have that big of a disparity in, in any one category. Yeah. I'm I'm like middle of the pack in saves. It's not great, but it's not 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 terrible. Uh, uh, if, look, Mike have, Mike Soroka is uh, my SP four. That one hurt. Yeah, I, I didn't want to draft him this year. Not that I knew he was out for the. I just I was like. That's, you know, and it's a good thing you brought that up. That's an example for you guys listening for football. These guys that are injured now, don't listen to that timetable, bro, because it could be worse. There could be a setback. And these guys, that, that's why I'm not touching Michael Thomas, man. I'm not touching him. The, you know, the, whole, the dissension that's going on between that team, I'm not touching him, man. Now, if you have unlimited IR spots, I'm open to it more. But I'm probably still not going to do it. So I'm not taking Michael Thomas. I'm not doing that either. And you know what? That's actually been a philosophy of mine for quite some time. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to take a quick time out here. I'm going to thank our sponsors. We're going to pay a couple of bills. When we come back, I'll give you what my philosophy is on uh, drafting injured players. So we'll be right back after this. All right. So straight up philosophy here. I'm always about letting it be somebody else's headache, right? You know, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, the value of Michael Thomas at, you know, in the eighth round or the ninth round, if he comes back and he does well, I mean, you're getting a, a wide receiver one in the eighth round. I'm like, yeah, I get what you're saying there. 
And that means, yes, if Michael Thomas gloms all the targets in New Orleans when he returns and he's productive the entire time from whichever game come, you know, game week eight through fucking whatever, you know, whatever it is to the end of the season. If he puts up beastly numbers, then you got yourself a deal. But if he doesn't, if he has a setback, like we saw this last year with Michael Thomas, right? It was like he got hurt, then he came back, then he left again. So, you know, like, why are you going to let that be your headache? So many things have to break right for him to really be that sick value that, that you got. And you you ate a bench spot all fucking year. Yeah, and then people will say, oh, there's a replacement value. You can replace them. Now, if you have unlimited IR spots or three, I see it a little bit more. But you're... You're, what people don't understand is, yeah, okay, eighth, ninth round. And he's been going earlier than that in some drafts. He's starting to go, I guess, a little bit later now. But the problem with that is you guys are forgetting. You're going to have other injuries on your team. And then what happens when this player's out three weeks? Okay, now he's on the bench. Oh, another guy's out. He's week to week. Okay, now you got another injured guy. If you have six bench spots, now you got two players that are hurt. Michael Thomas is the third. A lot of you guys love to have a backup quarterback. Maybe a backup tight end. Okay, now what? Now you're you're in a hole already. And you might get to the point where you're like, I can't hold on to Michael Thomas anymore. It's killing me. I, I need guys who are going to play. So there's just a lot of risk involved, and there's always a chance of a setback. So you hear, oh, well, they say he's going to be back week four. You don't know that. I mean, look at the Carson Wentz timetable, five to 12 weeks. And I guess there was a report today that maybe he's going to be ready week one. I don't, I don't know if I'm buying that, right? Like, he hasn't even – stepped on the field yet. So why are they saying that? Oh yeah, he's going to, he, he might be ready week one. So got to be very careful with these injuries, man. Look at Mike Trout, bro. Where the fuck is Mike Trout? Tell me about it, dude. I have him in TGFBI, right? Yeah. I have him in my home league trying to make a push. And if I don't get him back, I'm not going to finish in the money. I don't think, you know, I was kind of banking on him. So, but there you go. Oh yeah. Trout will be back, you know, mid July, like uh, it's August. 11th, 10th. He's yeah, not. We're recording on August 11th. No, listen, yeah. I'm I'm with you on that, dude. I mean, it's a, it's a huge pain in the ass dealing with that, which is why I just I I don't bother. Like we were looking at your Superflex draft, right? And Scott Engel took like three hurt guys. Um, that's just that's his. He likes to do that. He'll grab those hurt guys. He'll stash them on the IR and uh, and he'll you know make some waiver claims and 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 hope to do it that way. I, to me, it's it's just not worth it. Like it's just not worth that kind of a you know shuffling around. I don't see I don't see Michael Thomas being the game breaker he once was to the point where I have to you know I'm drafting him in the seventh or eighth round to stash him for who the fuck knows how long. Yeah, man, I just think it's very risky with some of these guys, and you have to understand. There could be setbacks. And, you know, again, it comes down to each individual player. I remember the first year I won Tout Wars, I got discounts on Cole Hamels and Iwakuma. Remember from Seattle, the pitchers? Yeah. I took those guys late. Tout has the unlimited eye. I put them and they both came back within a month and were really good. But I don't remember where I drafted them either. But Michael Thomas, I mean, there's good players going in that round, man. And I understand Michael Thomas could be phenomenal when he comes back. But again, we don't know. And this whole situation about him ghosting them for three months, putting off the surgery. Something is not right there between Michael Thomas and that same organization. There's something that's not right. 
There was a lot of speculation last year that that a lot of the stuff that was going on was uh, was was surrounding by, I guess, comments Drew Brees made with the whole kneeling thing. But he's gone, though. I know. Well, so that's that, you know, um, unless, you know, unless Michael Thomas is holding a grudge that, you know, that the organization sided with Drew Brees instead of him. You know, or whatever. That that he was that he was upset, but yeah, there definitely seems to be something going on behind the scenes in New Orleans that's really just it's frustrating. Maybe maybe Michael Thomas is just like I don't want fucking Taysom Hill as my quarterback. This dude fucking sucks. I don't want to use him here. He's he's you know he loves taking himself. He's a glory hound. I'm the guy. I'm the straw that stirs the drink. I'm Michael fucking Thomas. Who knows, man? We've seen these diva wide receivers just kind of oh, so go crazy. bad, right? It's so bad. These divas, oh, I can't deal with it, man. I can't, you know, but I mean, it's it's every sport. It's every sport. They drive me nuts. It's like really, really, you're getting paid to play a, a, a game that you know so many people would do for free. Um, and I get the shelf life argument, but even so, the money's ridiculous. You know, it is, hear- but I will say though, it's the NFL players do not get proper payment when you look at this contract of other sports. I mean, there's guys who's the seventh guy in an NBA off the bench is making way more money than some of the top players in the NFL. It's embarrassing. Well, I, I mean, know that's the, the organiz the, the league needs to put a salary cap on MLB and NBA. NBA has a salary cap. Well, I mean, you know, how many times do we see these deals just get absolutely bonkers? The I mean, part of it, too, shit? is there's only 12 players on an NBA roster. Yeah. And there's 53 in the NFL. But still, even if you take away the comparison to the NBA, the NFL players don't get paid enough. The NFL generates so much revenue. They control the calendar all year long. TV rights, all this stuff. How are these players, how are these guys making not enough money for some of these players? When you look at the contract, like, Really? This guy makes $3 million a year, and then this guy in the NBA makes $15 million a year, and he's not even that good? Like, that doesn't make sense. No, there's definitely – there's there's uh, there's a lack of uh, consistency from sport to sport. Yeah, look, if you have a kid, you want him to play baseball or, or basketball, man, because that's what they're going to get paid. NFL, you got to be either – you got to be an elite quarterback, uh, an elite offensive lineman. I mean – Elite running backs rarely get paid. Obviously, there's a couple. I mean, I mean, Chubb, what did Chubb get? Like 20, 30, 29, 30 million? <laughs> 36, 36.6 million for three years. Yeah. And then you get these NBA players like making 80, 90 million who aren't even that good. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Although Dennis Schroeder got screwed. He turned down like big money and now he's like on a one year contract for six mil. When keeping it real, goes that, was, that was the worst, man. That was the absolute worst. Like he turned down eighty-four million dollars. It's crazy. You gotta fire you. Like you're, you gotta go to your agent. Like, dude, what what happened here, bro? Yeah, he's got a one-year, one point five point nine million dollar deal with Boston. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. It's five point. Yeah, eighty. He was. He almost had eighty-four million dollars. It's crazy. It's absolutely well, and then, crazy. Th- then his wife posted this today on Instagram. I'm so proud of my husband that he made this decision to stay true to himself 
and a fight for his goals and his vision. I know not everyone understands this. They would choose money before anything else. But let me tell you, show some love, be patient, and watch what will happen next. Ooh. At least she supported him. She could have said, you know what? I'm out. I'm going with someone who got paid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what does that make you wonder? Does it make you wonder about who who Boston's going to sign? They're going to bring in, or is this just you know, I her don't just know. her just blowing smoke because everybody's t- telling because the whole world is saying how much of an idiot her husband is. Probably, yeah. <laughs> you married a lemon. What's wrong with you? Damn, that is nuts. Could you? Oh man, I don't know how I could live with myself. Yeah, four years, 84 million. You want it? No, I'm gonna get more. Okay, one year, 5.9. Oh man, that that's brutal, bro. Ugh. I don't know how I don't know how I would I wouldn't be able to sleep for like seven weeks. Um <laughs> I mean, you talk about life altering decisions, you know, because I've always said this. The thing about life, you could be you can make like best decisions. You make one bad one, it could ruin your life. It can yeah. ruin your life. I've seen it with people. They had stuff going, one bad decision, and it blew up their career, their life, everything turned to shit. It could happen. You have to be like, you got to be real sharp, man. You could have everything going for you. You make one bad decision, it can ruin your life. Um, a hundred percent. A hundred listen, I got some stuff going on in my life right now where I'm like. I'm, I'm like sitting here, like sweating a, a bunch of decisions and stuff and a bunch of things. And no, talk to me. Let's go. Let us know. Let the public know. What do no, you no, 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 no. It's not. It's not for public knowledge right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, stop. Look at no, you. No, it's not. It's not for public knowledge right now. So we can't we can't talk about it. Um, oh, I see but, what you did there. But but what I'm saying is, though, is that, you know, there's like there's there's a lot of stress in my life right now. And. You know, my wife is like, well, you, you shouldn't be stressed. Don't worry about it. I'm like, this is like life changing shit that we have to deal with here. And sorry, but if it doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, well, then, you know, it's a lot of shit wasted. So nevertheless, that's what uh, that's, you know, I get it. I get the whole life altering shit. Like, you know, I understand that. But I mean, listen, I, you know, in this day and age. I mean, I don't know how much money Dennis Schroeder has, like sitting in his pocket, or you know, like what kind of debt he's sitting on, or or anything like that. I don't know his financial situation, but in this day and age, you know, if somebody's going to give you fucking eighty four million, you take eighty four million. Um, look, I will say this. To be fair, it's easy to sit here and say that because we're seeing the results. We don't know what happened behind the scenes. And his agent might have said, "Nah, there's talk out there. You're going to get more." Because look at the contracts. And he's a solid player. He's not great, but so you know, it's easy to sit here and say, "Oh, what an idiot!" So because we're looking at what happened. But let's see. So he had a four-year, seventy million dollar contract from 2017 to 2020. So it's like, wait. I just had a four for 70 and now I'm getting 84 and you see what other guys are making. So I guess I can see it. Well, other guys though. I mean, other guys at his level, or are you looking at his Dennis Schroeder fucking looking over at like what Russell Westbrook is getting? Well, I mean, he's not, I, again, I don't know what his, his agent told him, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't know the whole story. I don't know if we'll ever know maybe, but he's made, it looks like 77 and a half million in his career. So hopefully he was smart and didn't blow it all. 
and invested or whatever. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Athletes do not have the best of track records. That's true. Um, and, we've seen and that's, people... that's, that's any athlete. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We, we've seen you play. Seen, oh, we've seen athletes like make 200, 300 million in career and just absolutely broke and blow it. And it's mind boggling, but it can happen. We've seen it many times. Yeah. Got to be careful. I remember I was watching a, I was watching a special that was uh, highlighting how Leon Spinks was sweeping out the gymnasium at a, at a junior high in Ohio. Crazy man. Right. Dude was just... fucking heavyweight champion of the world. And now he's like, he was like pushing a broom in a junior high. Yeah, I think Antoine Walker was the guy that went broke. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Antoine, I remember that that story also. And he earned more than a hundred eight million dollars through salary alone. Remember, some of these guys have uh, endorsements and stuff. Oh, I never read this story. Oh, that's from two thousand fifteen. How he blew through a hundred eight million over his twelve year career. I never read it. <laughs> Oh, all uh, right. Said, you know created a, a very expensive <laughs> lifestyle and you lose your wealth real bad at the beginning. So not even just cars and homes. Shit. So I'm going to I'm going to close out the show because I got to go record with our friend Craig Mish. And you guys can see all the uh, NFL wins. Love Craig Mish. What? I love Craig Mish. He's my guy. I know. I said I told him you said hi. Okay. He said hi back the last yeah, time. I finally like, well, he hasn't texted me in a while. He gets mad if I don't contact him. So, All right, I'll tell him that he needs to reach out to you. That the <laughs> that the phone works both ways. Nah, nah, don't say that. <laughs> right, but as we leave here, Adam, uh, this last tweet from the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, uh, I know. it's I not a setback, and it's not a reason to worry. But Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI. What do you think the Texas Texas Rangers medical staff is telling him? Uh, I don't know, man. I hope this is uh, okay. And I mean, I saw it. I saw it earlier that that they had said Dak was getting an MRI on Monday. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there has to be some concern, no doubt. <laughs> oh shit! If you had to draft tonight, would you draft Dak Prescott, and would you take him in like the sixth or seventh round? Uh, I'd probably pass. The Mets got postponed again. Jeez, man. Well, there you go. That'll uh, I'll give you, you know, you can go get some Chipotle, maybe call a girl, invite her over. and I can't. I have a show to do. Uh, I'm live right, well, midnight Eastern. Well, then you go prep for your show and you enjoy that. I'll tell Craig Mish that you said hello. And uh, I'll catch up with you later. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.